Welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Darlene Schacht. I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And I'm Nathaniel Schacht. And it is just after Christmas now, so we hope you all had a really great Christmas. I know that we did. We had a good Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas, Nathaniel? I had a excellent Christmas. Good. Yeah, did you enjoy excellent. did you enjoy the soup that we I gave you? The soup. this soup was actually very, very good. Oh, that was an outstanding cup of soup. <laughs> <laughs> better than my soup? I think it is, eh? Uh, She's baiting it's not you. Better. <laughs> She's baiting I know, I, you. I don't do you think dare it's better. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's better, and I think that their borscht is a hundred times better. Okay, but you're not saying whose. Well, I we did talk about it last week. Oh, all right. You had to heat it up quite a lot. That doesn't have anything I put to it do in with the it. Microwave for ten minutes and it started to boil. Wow. It was very hot when I was eating it. Was it still frozen when you brought it home? Is that yeah, why? It was a block of ice when I put it in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You should leave it out overnight. Yeah. Eh, oh, yeah. It fine. Good. I don't have time for... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how's been the Christmas rush at work? Uh, no, it's rough. Oh, really? Yeah. Extra busy. Yeah, nothing's getting real done because... Because we don't have enough, like, it's way more than we can handle. Do you have to go mm, through yeah. now and take all the Christmas stuff out? We just don't put it out. We actually are sending it to other places, as far as I know, mm. because uh, we can't legally sell a lot of it. That's weird. Well, a lot of people probably, like in the States, don't know about how the way that it works out here in Canada is like, yeah. if you go to a store... So we were at the store, for example, the other day, and we were looking at all the laundry detergent and stuff. You can buy everything in the store and then except for some things. If it's not, if it's not essential merchandise, right. yeah. it's X'd off with a big tape. So it's still available on the shelf, but you're not allowed to buy it. Yeah. Well, you would just call that general merchandise when I'm working. Yeah. Any GM stuff. Yeah. You're not allowed to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are frustrated by that because you can see like there are things that you need. Like we need a mattress. We could go into a furniture store and look at appliances and we can see the mattresses on the other side of the roped off area, but we're not allowed to buy them. Yeah. Oh, it's you frustrating. could illegally, <laughs> like they'll still sell it to you? No, they won't. No. Uh, depending on what you do. Well... Yes. You use one of those self-checkout things. I mean, for a mattress <laughs> self-checkout. Just I'll just walk carry, up to the front. Carry this king-size mattress to the front of the store. <laughs> right. You know what? Nobody I never thought but if of you get that. Caught, it's a huge fine for you. Yeah, really? No kidding. So you can sneak yeah. stuff off the shelves like at Chopper's Drug Mart. Okay, this doesn't sound like a very good Christian idea. Say if I was really sinful, I could like take stuff off the shelf and just go through the self-checkout. I never thought about that. Yeah, like just, it's not like it I'm not going to sold. Oh boy, it's uh, not illegal to be sold. Do you think people are doing that? Yes. Oh yeah, I think so. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I had never even that didn't even cross my mind. Though so we've had a few people get caught. Oh. Trying to do that. Well, it would be the company that gets fined. Yeah, there's been a few companies out here that have gotten pretty major fines. Yep. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah, no kidding. It's like $50,000 fines. It's yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, both people get fined, actually. The really? And the person trying to buy it, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Unless the person, like, can maybe argue that it wasn't roped off or it wasn't blocked <laughs> off. Sure. 
So they well, just didn't know. Well, now here locally, we're looking at a. They just extended the shutdown here, so that we're we're not able. Yeah, what? another ninety oh. days, another three months. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Did they say that officially, though? Um, I don't. don't I don't know think if anyone said it officially yet. Oh, okay. Because when I told you today, it was hearsay. Oh. I haven't heard an official thing on it yet. I heard someone tell me they're talking about it. Oh, okay. oh doctors are calling the province to do it again. Ah, that yeah. must have been what yeah. Maddie had told me because, yeah, she said they're talking about it. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Three more months. Yep. <sighs> yeah. It'll be the end of, it'll probably be May February, before March. they start lifting. It'll probably be right after my birthday. This would be my second birthday not birthday. being able to see anybody. If it's truly that's unreal thing, like if this is going to help them protect a lot of people, then I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me so too. Even if one life scene, got saved, that well, is worth it. It's different everywhere. Everybody yeah. seems to have different tolerances for this kind of thing, and uh, yeah, here, here it's you know, they've shut everything down. Churches are closed. Everything is closed, and everyone is just sort of staying home. Everybody's doing everything by Zoom. And, uh, well, look at us. We're, we're doing this from a distance as well. So True. Yeah. yeah. So get used to it. <laughs> it's going to, going to continue. Pretty nice, pretty nice distance. So do you have any yeah, New well, Year's I mean, Eve plans? Yeah, probably just celebrate New Year's. I don't have to work on New Year's anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. A pretty major plus. New Year's me. Eve, you mean you get off New Year's Eve? Both. I get New Year's Eve and New Year's Day off. Nice. Wow. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. you. I'm going to try to talk dad into buying me some Chinese food for New Year's Eve. Oh, I could help. You can help <laughs> me talk him into Okay, give him, oh, yeah. give him one good reason why he should. Because it's tasty? <laughs> yeah, I like that. What other reason do you need? It's also New Year's and I don't get to see anybody. True. I think that would be a good reason. Well, maybe yeah. we'll have to try a place locally here. Yeah, maybe. You don't want Casey. to. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, There's a couple of Chinese food places locally here. I heard we have to go like out to one of the towns close by. Yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. Grunthal or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't really go walk in. Can you order out? Like pick up? Yes. Ah. Yeah, that's, that's all the restaurants are doing now. Don't we always get Chinese food on New Year's Eve? Yep. Oh. <sighs> Not that last New Year's. Wait, did you? I wasn't I, I'm pretty yep. sure. You weren't there? <laughs> Oh, I was oh okay. Out with my, my friends. You know what we did? Me, Dad, Brendan all went to a Chinese restaurant. Oh. Yeah. And then we went to bed early like a bunch of old folks. We just went to bed you around like New Year's? 10 not or something really. like that. Well, yeah, we went to Chinese food to celebrate, but then we were like, eh, we're not that young anymore. Let's just go to bed. I was saying to <laughs> I was saying today that uh, this is the first New Year's that I can remember that I really, really am anxious to see because I want 2020 gone. <laughs> I just yeah. want to, I want to do over. <laughs> and you, yeah, you should stay up for the countdown. I, you know, I will I this time. associate all of this with 2020. No, Good. you know what? That's, that's funny. Because, I like that. Yeah, because I said the same thing after I took it back and I said, you know what? No, God's in control and everything is un- unfolding the way that it, it needs to yeah. and, and it's all good. Yeah. And a lot of this is going to carry over into 2021, I hate to say it. Well, here's the thing though. I mean, there's, there's two sides to this. There's me whining about little things like not being able to go places that I want to, but 
on the other side of that, though, there are a lot of people that uh, that have lost um, family members and friends. You know, so I mean, we have to remember that this has been this has been pretty terrible for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, yeah. My year started off with me getting a job and then moving out. Yeah. And then it's been kind of smooth sailing from there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So how do you look at 2020, Nathaniel? 2020 is the year I feel like I truly understood what being an adult was. Hmm. In what and way? Like I didn't what? Like it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it was, you're hilarious? Like actually finally having a couple bills I need to pay and getting a job that's like I I need to do this to actually live yep. now. Yeah. And that was like a huge change of pace. Yeah. It was real sudden. Like suddenly, you were like, oh, "How old were you last year at this time?" Oh, eighteen, because you're nineteen now. <laughs> you're younger. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. yeah when you think right. about it, up until up until April, you had a nice cushy job with us. <laughs> yeah. And so we were all working together yeah, and like paid vacations. It was great. Yeah. One year of paid vacations. Was One year. Yeah. Don't you still? Well, you still would get paid vacations, but do they put it on every check, or will you get a vacation in the summer? Uh, what? You didn't know that? Yeah, you're entitled to two you're weeks entitled. of vacation well, pay, you, and you yeah. will get it. I don't. Yeah, you don't have to ask for it. No, no. Sure? Either they're giving it to you on your check, I'm or does that still count? Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It, then you would get like two weeks of part-time wages paid for. Right. Yeah. Man. It's a, like, oh it's a God, law. They have to give it to you. And say if you were too shy to take it for 10 years or something, um, it, then after 10 years, they would owe you a big lump sum of money. Like, it's your money. I think it's 6% or something like it's, that. It's uh, 4%. 4%. Okay. Yeah. And it's 6% after you're there for 10 years. Ah. Yep. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. So oh, they might ask you in the summer, those. when are you getting your, you might be getting it on every check though. Some part-time jobs, they give it to you instead of giving you the time off. Oh, I don't like that. No, no. no. So that means you've I already. my time more than it value money. Yeah. So <laughs> check your check stub, see if you're getting it. And if you don't. Then make sure that you ask your boss about it. Say, hey, uh, do we get like big I vacation? I don't know how to read checks. <laughs> ask Brendan. He knows. Yeah. Well, you gotta, yeah, oh, you gotta stop. Sure. You gotta stop. People are like, hey, like, did you see the latest jump on your check and stuff like that? But I don't. I send don't know. send me a photo of your pay stub and I'll tell you. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. what part of it? Well, the the don't you get a printout of it? The part where we see how much There's you make. So much to it. Just kidding. Is there? <laughs> no, there's got to be a certain. Yeah, you could just ask Brendan too. He used to do payroll yeah, he at would do the that. office where sure. he worked. Yeah, I got he can tell you in a second. Taxes, taxes are great, by the way. It might even taxes tell you how much great. money you've accumulated <laughs> in vacation pay already. Yeah, so maybe. Doesn't say anything about vacation pay, huh? Oh well, then oh. you're entitled. Yeah. 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 So you should save it up for ten years and take a year off. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? No, 10 years would be 20 I weeks. Mean, 10 I don't years know. of a lot of work. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You need holidays. It's good to have that vacation. So, you know, and if you're going to yeah. go to school and stuff, you can take it for exams or whatever you need. That'll be good. Yep. 
even if I'm working like, let's say hypothetically, <laughs> I work one day a week, right? Yeah. Yep. Then Does you would take I still get two weeks off. Or you still get four percent. Like, you would get scaling? okay. I'm telling you, you would get two weeks off, and you would get paid each week for the one day. Yeah. So if you if you work three what? days a week, you would get two weeks off, and they would pay you like three days oh. of pay a week. Yeah. So if you make fifty bucks a week, for example. Right. If someone made fifty bucks a week, they would yeah. take those two weeks off, and they would still get their fifty bucks a week. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. So whatever you get Man, per week now, that. on average, is what you'll get that. for two <laughs> what weeks. What am I doing? I get two weeks off. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> anyway, mm. that's not a good way. It's not a good work ethic. You know what's a really no. good thing? If Thank you, God. if you get married, and you have a yes. baby, you get six months off. Or is it, yeah, you could have six months off of work. Like right now, Matthew could take what? six months off work. We give people in Canada, we give them a year off on maternity. They get paid for their time. And if you want, you can split that in half with your husband and you can each now, have six months. does the union affect this? No. No. Unions are a thing. No, no. it doesn't affect it. Probably yeah. even adds to it. <laughs> So some guys just yeah. take the six months wow. off and they don't even help with the baby. But yeah, this that's not nice. This is some genuinely nice. good life advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except yeah. it depends on where you're living because again, every area would be different. Right. So, yeah. Is this some, not a Canadian thing just in it, general? It is just a, it is just a Canadian like from, for our district. Yeah. So someone in California is going to go, oh, bonus, I get a year off? This is great. And then they find out they don't. Mm. Yeah. Right. I don't want to yeah. be responsible for when that. When I was young, we had to go back to work after I think baby was four months old or something. Yes. Well, I remember when there was no mad leave. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How do you remember that? You're I not that there old. Was, uh, I'm a year older than you, so yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you would remember such a thing. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So then when we tried to get a babysitter for Brendan, he's 20... How old is he now? 29? Something. 20-something. 29. He's 29. 25 his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just had his 29th birthday, so nobody would watch infants like at daycares. So we really had a hard time finding a babysitter so I could go back to work because mm -hmm. we were really, really broke. Man. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to, to taking care of children. Why? You'll love it. <laughs> I mean, That's I mean funny. right now, it seems like a lot of work. I will remind you of that one day. You should. It's actually recorded, so I will uh -oh. play that back. <laughs> yeah, good. Play this to my kids in the future. Yes. Here are future yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Wasn't kids. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy uh, loves you. Don't worry. That's don't funny. Worry. This is all, all the thoughts of a younger man. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so. Growing up, that's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Growing up is tough. It, it, it's got its tough. Or point. being old is tough. You know what? Just living can be tough. <laughs> living. Just li okay. So we're just gonna boil it down to just living. We're just yeah. Life is tough sometimes. You uh, know? Life is tough all the time. All the time. Yeah. I used to the have life is good sometimes. Well, it's, it doesn't. Just because it's tough doesn't make it not good. Well, it makes the tough parts bad. Mm, okay. Sometimes. Oh, this is a good segue to something I'm sure. But yeah. Um. No, I mean, 
Hmm. Yeah, how do you? How I think you the tough parts are really good if you look at them the right way. <laughs> yeah, like the tough yeah, it parts depends on your focus. Bring you almost all the time. The tougher it is that of a time that you have going through something, the better it is on the outcome. It brings you closer to God. Yep. Yeah. Like having a baby is such a hard thing. And that's probably the best example of that. Like going through labor is incredibly hard, but having a child is one of the greatest blessings in life. And so that's just one example, you know, or if you climb a mountain, the view from the top is amazing. So it's the climb that's hard. But once you get there, that's the amazing part. Cause you, I mean, like this, I guess the saying is like, you can't, no no reward without risk right but i mean that's because i'm glad you didn't say the no pain no gain thing no pain no gain yeah yeah i'm glad you didn't use that (laughs) but like you you can't have one without the other because you can't have reward without risk because a reward exists because there's risk not every Mm -hmm. single time no 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 i would disagree with that completely do you okay. really agree well, with that when you think of, about it? No, like, that, okay, it's like feeling uh For example, awake. like... You wouldn't feel awake if you were never tired, so... Okay, so Julia had her first I mean? birthday, and she got yeah. a bunch of birthday gifts. What risk did she have? Living? That's not a risk. <laughs> she didn't take any risk. She's one. She just kind of like, <laughs> you, know? you know, flew by the seat of her pants every no, day. No, that's that's gifts. I'm talking about rewards. Something you earn. Something you earn. Yeah, but a you lot can't of earn anything if you do nothing to earn it. Well, a lot of times. Okay. Well, true, people... but is it always a risk? No. Yes. Or could it just be hard work? I mean, it's all the same. I'm not talking strictly risks. Okay. I'm what? Saying you can't get something for something if you didn't do something in the first place. Well, do something or risk because that's two different things. He's talking about reward. Mhm. But I Are think you you're using about the reward word and risk. risk or reward and hard work. Yeah. Well, about everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're stuff. looking for some some clarification See, here. <laughs> I don't think working hard at your job and getting paid for it that's your reward. Yeah, but, that but that's not carry, a risk. No, it doesn't carry you risk. Can't have a reward. Yeah, hard work. Yes, hard work. Yeah, for for sure. Well, there's a lot of people that that have jobs that are not stressful, not strenuous. They enjoy them, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, there is reward, but there's yeah. But a lot no of risk. times there is risk. No, there can, can be a reward without hard work. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm on board. Now you're on board. Yeah. So yeah. That's risk. Maybe. And or risk. Who was it that... that um, Isn't risk like gambling? I mean, even that it works. Guess, I guess. Back to that again? Yeah. That, Who no, was it we're that... Not, we're not oh, doing that. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, um, a risk could be, you know, going to talk to somebody you want to be friends with. Oh, like you mean asking a girl on a date is a risk yeah. you might take of being... Yes. Some of the best things in life call us to... Take a bit of a risk, but oh, you're going never out of your gonna comfort know zone. Yeah. if you don't try. And I think a lot of things, yeah, maybe that's it. Going out of your, going comfort, out of zone. your comfort zone. Yeah, that's not really a risk. You're not risking losing anything. You could. You could lose your pride. Which would be good. Unless you don't have that pride in the first place. <sighs> Is any pride good pride? Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Because um, in the Bible, Paul says that he is actually proud of the Corinthians. And mm, yeah, yeah, and and he that's actually good stuff. it's good stuff, <laughs> but that's not a license to have pride, though. That's that's a different thing. No, it's but that's not no, that, that's different because you're proud of something else. You're proud of it's other okay people. To hold any pride in yourself? No, no, no. To be proud uh, is is really really a terrible thing. What I think pride holds you back you... from a lot of things too. Yeah. Like, for example, oh, asking up. someone out. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. What if, what if, like, let's say you work really hard on an ice sculpture and you finish up? Is it wrong to be proud of yourself for finishing? No. There you go. So you don't look like you're sure. <laughs> I I think that's a different kind of proud pride. Maybe. I really think there has to be two different kinds of pride. One is when you think of yourself higher, more highly than others. Yeah, I think so this. More of an ego. Well, this kind of a proud would be yeah. satisfied with an accomplishment that you've. And that, that would be the same done. kind of pride that Paul had. He was satisfied with the accomplishment of others of though. the Corinthian church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had a part in it, but uh, but no, the pride that they're talking about is is the pride that caused Satan to fall, and. Um, I mean, that's that's what caused him to fall was pride. And so it is actually a very dangerous thing. Yeah, that's actually the very first sin yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. We always think of it as the very first sin would be Adam and Eve eating the apple, but it was actually Satan um, wanting to be or being jealous of God. He had pride that led to his <laughs> sin. Now, this, is, this might be Bible 101. Okay. All right. Was Satan the snake? Well, that's really interesting. No. No, okay. No. What was the snake? The snake was... Okay, well, first of all, Satan is an angel and um, and was the chief, uh, was a chief angel. He was the most beautiful angel, too. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so pride came with that. Pride goes before a fall. Right. Um, and, uh, and he... He thought that he could, um, he could be God. You know, he wanted, he wanted uh, to, he wanted to be first. He wanted first place, and right. so rebelled and took a third of the angels with him. And uh, yeah, and so that's that's. I think that he influenced the snake. A third the is snake. a lot. Not that he yeah. was the snake, but that he used the snake. Mm-hmm. He influenced the snake. Yeah. Which is okay. really, you know, it's really bizarre because they don't seem to make a big deal out of the fact that the snake was talking, which is like, kind of like, huh? Wow, the snake was talking. Like, who knows back then before the flood what things were like? Like, they didn't seem to be surprised by him talking, which is really odd. Maybe all the other animals talked. Maybe. I find that really fascinating when I think about that. Like, what was going on back then and when did that change? If it did change, or was this a one-time occurrence? Because, or maybe, yeah, the that's surprise cool. wasn't documented. Yeah, that could be. They might have been like, yeah, jump back, like out, right? what? Like you're I, in the I'm, garden and suddenly the squirrel starts talking to you or something. Right. You're like, what in the world? Like, yeah, you jump back, <laughs> but I don't think you'd forget to put that in your diary. The you just be like, animal? yeah, I was just talking to the squirrel this afternoon. <laughs> right. I think, okay, I think yeah. if it was out of the ordinary, you'd probably mention that. 
See, the, the thing that really interests me a lot is there's a lot about the Bible that's figurative and a lot that's literal. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take a look at that and, and, uh, and see. We were talking the other day about um, in Matthew, which I thought was so cool, in the Sermon on the Mount, is there's so much symbolism, as you're making noise over there, there's so much symbolism um, that when Jesus comes down off the mountain and he heals, the first thing he does is heals a leper. And the leper represents the stain of sin. And so what he's saying is he is, you know, he is there to take away sin. Then he heals a blind man. And that represents our conscience, cleansing of our conscience so that the eyes of our heart are, you know, are, are, uh, are cleansed, are clean. And, um, and so on and on and on. So everything that Jesus did was symbolic you know, and well, it's, well, it was symbolic, though it actually happened as well. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It did happen, but it. He said, he said to his disciples, "Greater things will you do than than what I'm doing." And because he was, he was healing people physically, but the disciples afterwards, with the Holy Spirit, would be healing them spiritually, and which would mean eternal life, and not just you know, um, you know, saving someone from sickness in this life. So that's what he meant by that. So I'm, I'm going to really take a look at that. Uh, the whole idea of the snake in the garden. I've never really considered that. One thing, one thing that I think really bothered me when you guys were in Sunday school and I was helping to volunteer in one of the Sunday school teachers classes is that she had said to me on the phone, well, we can't really take the, um, we can't really take the things that happened like in Genesis or in the Old Testament, literally. And I didn't say anything to her, which I should have, especially now. I think I should have been the mama bear that went like, wait a minute, like what is going on here, you know, but that just really bothered me. And I totally lost respect for like the Sunday school um, program. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. But you know, I should have probably went to the pastor and said, Hey, wait a minute, something's going on here and that's not right. So I think we have to be really careful for our kids as I wasn't so much that day. Mm-hmm. Would make it be sure. wrong to, to not take some of it to me? Not literally. Like, should you have an open mind that some of this? Yeah, you well, can, it, be... it, but I think, well, it all has a deep meaning. And so that's yeah. the thing is that, um, see, in, in the case that, that we're talking about here, it was more like, well, you can take it or leave it, you know, oh, kind okay. of thing and not, not anything beyond that. So I'm saying that um, usually when you can take something literally and symbolically, uh, I can't really think of a, of a case I that you can't. I can think of a case. Where, oh, can you? Okay. Okay. Where some people take it one way and other people take it another way. Like, for example, the seven days of creation. Some people think they are seven literal days. Yep. Other people think that each day represented like a certain amount An of time. An age, yeah. An age. Yeah. Do you guys have a preference? I just um, take it literally because I have no what, reason what not believe. to believe it. Okay. For, for me, I haven't made up my mind on... well. It, no, I'm just reading it. Lit- well, hmm, that's an interesting question. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in the back of my mind. Every time I open my mouth, I think I'm going to get mail for this. Um, well, okay. Well, let's. Is there every any evidence that would make you th- 
think that it's one way or the other like not well okay believe it but so, say okay that could work well let's okay so let's look at genesis all right since you're okay. since you're back in genesis so let's roll it right back to the very beginning and so you see in the you know it, in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth all right so it's the world is there covered in water and darkness covers the earth and so when you look at that and you say oh that's really interesting because darkness usually will be symbolic of evil right and then he says let there be god says let there be light and the light was good well later on a couple of days later then the sun is created to give light to the earth so that kind of you kind of look at that and you go well, all right so symbolically let there be light means um, you know, it means something different than the light from the sun. And so light is righteousness and goodness, and that's why God said, let there be light, and it is why good. Why do you specify that light is good? Because light represents righteousness. Um, okay. and Yeah, yeah. And the so, Bible says that God is light. Oh, yeah, there's more symbolic meaning. And in meaning. him is no darkness. So yeah. that's one reason that light is definitely always represents good. Yeah. Because, you know, God is light. So when, when the world is, when, when mention is made of the world for the first time in the Bible, it is covered in darkness. It is surrounded by evil. And if you, right. want, if you read it that way, right? And so symbolically, the, the, oh, the Bible is so rich in symbolism. You know, we were talking about when Jesus went up on the mountain for the Sermon on the Mount, what he was doing exactly paralleled the giving of the law to Moses. And it was, there's, there's so much to it. It's, it's amazing. And the difference would be that when Moses and Aaron came down the mountain and brought the law to the people, the difference is in the new covenant, God came with them and Christ came down the mountain, healed the uh, person with leprosy, healed the blind man, healed a paralytic. So the guy couldn't walk. And that's symbolism in itself. He mm-hmm. could not walk. And so now he was able to walk and follow ah, Christ. And that reminds me of Acts. Because the day of Pentecost aligns again with that time in Exodus when the um, when the Ten Commandments were given, when the law was given. Mm-hmm. And there's that alignment there. And if you look at the, at the timing, it's like so incredible how it all lines up but now I'm wondering about also when Paul I think I can't remember who was Peter um, when there was a, a man who was also healed at the beginning of Acts that might be in line with it too well yeah and and when you're looking at it like I say the whole symbolic aspect of scripture to me is is so much deeper than the literal you you can't get as deep in the literal meaning as you can in this in the symbolism and um, everything that, that Christ said while he was on the mountain, like he called his disciples up, he sat down on the mountain, which is really interesting as well. But um, it was Peter, James, and John that came up on the mountain because all of the disciples hadn't been called yet, you know? And so th- there's... Are you talking about the Feast of Tabernacles when he... No, when they no. No, what actually, are you talking about? I'm talking about in Matthew. So Matthew chapter five, Christ okay. goes up on the mountain and calls his disciples, but only four disciples were called. There was only Andrew, Peter, James, and John okay. that were actually called yet. And so I would bet, I would bet that well, I shouldn't say I would bet because I don't oh, gamble. Oh, betting or, man. Yeah. Ooh, okay. But <laughs> but I I would say almost certainly it was Peter, James, and John, and that is why. 
he brought them up onto the mountain to give them the new covenant law. He gave them the Sermon on the Mount. And then it was confirmed when they went back up on the mountain and saw Moses and Elijah. Moses was received the first law, and then Elijah was there, and then God himself said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. So reading through scripture is really gotten to the point where it's so exciting to see all of these things unfolding, and it just kind of comes to you. So what's nope. the last one? What's your favorite? My, um, Matthew? You know what? Actually, for the longest time, Ephesians was a was what? a yeah. E- oh, Ephesians is a great book. I don't know why I'm. Still but you're a Colossians man. man, remember? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but we can right still now. get along. Yeah. Hey, there's always love with every book. So. There you go. Mm. <laughs> yeah. My favorite is Leviticus. Uh, that's love funny. it. Love it. Love it. Leviticus. Always has been oh, yeah. because I love okay. the parallels to the New Testament. So when I worked on the book, okay. The Beauty of Jesus Revealed in the Feast, it was just so, that was right up my alley, just seeing all the symbolism yeah. of Jesus and the feasts that they had in the Old Testament and how all of these, the law that was given by Moses and how it all reflected the coming Messiah. I find that to be just fascinating. It's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like putting a jigsaw puzzle together and you see how all the pieces fit with the New Testament. So I'd be constantly cross-referencing things I've learned in the New Testament, yeah. especially Hebrews. Like if you look at Hebrews and then you study Leviticus and you kind of compare the two together, it's just a beautiful, complete picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many things in the Bible that just aren't coincidence. They are... Oh, just it's so lined yeah. up perfectly. Yeah, it's it's perfect. I pray that God would give me a mind that could bring the like that could help me articulate and bring to remembrance a lot of the things that I learn cuz I can kind of piece them together, but when I try to articulate them, no. I like this format though when we get to we're literally sitting around the, the dining room table. Yeah, we're at the kitchen table now. Our kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh this is yeah. To me, this is uh, all of us as if. Where are you? Yeah, you're not at this kitchen table. <laughs> Where I'm are you? Sitting at my desk at home, you know. Well, that's not yeah. a table. Do you got mood I'm lighting cozy. on? I of course I do. Oh, nice. <laughs> are you reclined? I got the jazz back on, so are you? I have to have it on. It's so great. Jazz. <laughs> yeah, like jazz or piano, you know. Ah, uh, it's all the same. Uh, okay. Jazz, wait, what? <laughs> jazz or piano is all the same? Look, depending oh. on play a piano, it's pretty much just jazz. Let's mm, be honest. Jazz man. Oh, oh boy. Okay, Unless so... there's anyone who really loves jazz. Yeah, I think we've just offended a whole lot yeah. of people. You know what? Yeah. No, it's its own thing. It's special. That's good. Okay. I sent you a text. You did. Oh. It's the verse no, of the it's day. It's supposed to be a surprise. Oh, well, it's a surprise it is to me. Surprise to him. I don't, oh, I and I don't time. remember, so it's going to be a surprise to me. What's that? I got this text here that uh, nobody in particular sent to me. Is it from Colossians? It is James. James. What? Okay. okay. My new favorite book. <laughs> Bring down the word, bird. All right. James verses. James no. one verse. Yeah. Verse seventeen. James, like chapter 1, verse 17. Oh, okay. Or you could just James, say 117. James 117. There. Mm-hmm. But then it looks like 117. Maybe there's that many chapters. 
Well, there is in, okay, there is in Psalms. It's right. 150, so okay. Don't worry, it's not That's James 117. No, it's we know not. that. <laughs> okay. <Good. laughs> All right, this is James 117 from All the right. International Version of the whatever. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Hey, 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 that's a great verse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I, I pick them well. Let me ask you, okay, how oh. how is it that there is no shifting shadow? Shadows only are there because of the light, right? Yeah. You wouldn't have a shadow if it wasn't for the light. But there is you light You wouldn't there. have a shadow if it wasn't for something standing in the way of the light. No, no, but there is light there. No. So how is it that no shadow is shifting? Okay, one second. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, every good and perfect is every good and perfect gift is from okay, above. Okay, I know why. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So how does the shadow not change if it's yep. shifting? Yeah. How how is it that this light is, it, there's light, but there's not a shifting shadow? There's no shadow. There's no no shifting shadow at all. Easy. How? It's so easy. Okay. The item. That is the item. <laughs> the item that is giving the shadow that okay. is in the way of the light is not moving. So nope. In turn, the shadow doesn't move. Okay. Or the light or. doesn't represent the sun, and it represents just something still in the air. So nothing would move. Well, the light represents God. Yeah. Right, and he's just standing still. Okay. I think I know why. Okay, why? The light comes from all directions. Yes. Oh. It's all encompassing. <laughs> yeah. Then that means there wouldn't be a shadow. That's right. Yeah. There is no shifting shadow because the light comes from every direction. Okay, well, then why wouldn't it just say, Father of the heavenly lights who does not change, like no shadows? Well, but that's what it says. No, it, says it like doesn't change shadows. like the shifting well, yeah. shadows. Now, now, keep in mind. See, shadows change. Oh, that's that's a really... Okay, you, you brought something up here that, that's actually really important. When it when the when the Bible is is written and it's written in different languages, the Bible itself says, "Do not focus, do not pick apart words." Okay, and the reason why it says that is because this. Okay, is, that must be your Michael translation. Oh, that was the New International Michael translation. <laughs> do not pick apart words. Don't pick apart words because. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah, don't pick at words because it's not. You're not going to find. You're not going to find everything there. It's it, if you look at it. Um, the Bible is written in a way where it's, it, it spans all languages because God created all languages, right? So this book is a book that you can read this and all these translations will say it in a slightly different way, but the entire meaning of it is really evident. So don't get hung up on the I just, individual I words. I think he could have used a better comparison for something. Well, you'll that have to move take it up with him. A, a shifting shadow. <laughs> James, whose name is actually Jacob. But they... I mean, he, could, he could have said like an unmoving <laughs> shadow and it would have made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. It's so like yeah, saying, isn't hey, that... I'm not moving like a driving car. I'm sure that he didn't have a 2020 Canadian person <laughs> in mind <laughs> when he wrote this. <laughs> Maybe he did. It's easier for people to understand. Right? Perfect. I think yeah. that would mean that his light is always present. It's not like shifting shadows. You know, when the sun comes out on a... Say you have a beautiful day, the sun comes out, and all of a sudden you get a cloudy patch. 
And then you've got the shadow of the clouds that makes darkness. But God is, the reason it's saying that is that God is light and he's not like the shifting shadows. There's not going to be light and dark with him because he's he's never changing. He's always light, always truth. And so we don't have those shadows with him. He is not like the sun where we have the clouds. He's not like the uh, light bulbs where we have shadows around the room. But he is, like Dad said, all-encompassing. And his light, it's the the point that is that his light doesn't change. And light always, always, always overpowers darkness. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. Light always overpowers darkness. Always, always overpowers darkness. It's the argument of the black hole then. (laughs) <laughs> black. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a story. boy. Okay. <laughs> I don't really understand space, but that's kind of making me wonder why is space dark if the sun's shining? Okay, is that a really dumb question? Off. Because it's veiled. There's nothing to reflect the light. No, there's things there, but it's veiled. Yeah, like we could see the light. We yeah. see the light on the earth, but why wouldn't we see it in the once we're past the atmosphere? You, you know, I I don't Do you see light in I, front of you right now? No. Or do you just see the reflection of it off other things? Mind blown or Well, I can see the light bulb is pretty bright. <laughs> and it hurts. Okay. <laughs> but you you're seeing its reflection off other things. You're not seeing the physical light in between. Right, right, right. See, now I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to look at this. Ah. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at this over the week. Explanation of it. That is very cool. I see what you're saying. Yeah. The Bible also says that the the universe is is um the wording on it just escapes me, but sort of like hung in darkness, like it's concealed. Okay. Yeah. But what he's saying is true, also, that. Well, it's, the way that it's not the light so much that we see. It's the illumination upon everything that it's lighting that we're seeing. But you yes. feel light. You can feel the warmth of light. Right, you feel heat. Mm-hmm. Can you, though, through well, a thick window? Oh, now we're, we're getting purely scientific on this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is devolving quickly. No, it's okay. It's good. It's, that's, yeah. That's interesting. I was reading. I was writing an article one day about how when we let, okay, God's light shines on the earth, right? Say it says, "Let your light so shine, so that men will see your good deeds, and glorify God in heaven." So what I was thinking is that God's light is shining down, and it's shining to us, through us, yeah. toward other people. But the minute that we are taking God's glory for something. We are standing in the way of that light. We become that, we be cast a shadow for, so to speak, on that person. When what we should be doing is letting God shine through us. But if we are doing good deeds and we are taking the glory for ourselves, then we're not shining God's light anymore. But when we do good things for the purpose of glorifying God, then that light is shining through us right to the people that we're serving. Well, and the other thing too to remember is that the light from the sun is not God's light. So you're absolutely right. It's it's a completely different thing. So this is just a representation. Um, you know, so the light from the sun is... Yeah. Well, we know that. Yeah, no, no, but I'm just saying that if, if we're going to analyze how light works, 
that's just light from the sun. That's not, that's got nothing to do with, with God's light. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I've all light s- is God's light. I've seen God's light one time. I was uh, sleeping and I had this dream that was almost like a vision. And it was the most purest white light that I remember. It was extremely white. It was almost like the way that you would feel if you passed away. I just went to this brightness, not like sunlight, not like any kind of light that you can explain, but I I just remember it being a very pure, pure, pure light. And then I heard this um, beautiful choir kind of singing in the background, and it was singing, Shall We Gather at the River? It was beautiful. And, And I was kind of in that moment between sleeping and waking, and then I woke up. And I thought, oh, if only I could just go back to that place again. That was the most incredible thing that I've ever seen. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That was nice. Hmm. <laughs> I love the way you're, yeah, you can just hear your mind going on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've also seen it another time. Okay, um, do you remember there's that part in Acts where Stephen was being stoned. Yeah. And it says he looked up. Do you remember what it what it says, Michael? Chapter seven? Yeah. That he, he looked up and he said, I see the son uh, the son of God standing at the right hand of the Father. He saw a light or something like that too, didn't he? You're gonna have to race to Acts, Acts chapter seven. Chapter seven. If yeah. you guys talk for a minute, I'm gonna find this. So how are you doing? I'm gonna tell you what it was. Oh, you know. <laughs> Because this was amazing. Nothing's changed Sorry. since the last time. <laughs> same old, same old. Same dude. old. <laughs> She's you know, frantically looking on her phone here. So it's it's been quite the holidays. E, that's that that's a good way to wrap that up. Yeah, bit of an understatement. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, I mean, who had a who had good holidays this year? Oh, I can't think of too many people. Right? No, nobody I know, no one I know. Yeah. No, it was it was it was rough, and uh, to me, to me, my heart goes up for all the people that have you know people that are in the hospital, uh, family members, a lot of a lot of deaths. Oh, it's just, it's been it's been a brutal brutal year. Yeah, it's yeah. very rough. Yeah. Okay, can I read it oh, now? She is she's ready. Okay, the stoning of Stephen. When the members of the Sanhedrin had heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. So when Graham was a baby, um, when he was uh six weeks old he had to have a very serious operation and we thought that there was a good possibility that we could lose him 
because he was so young and the operation was so serious that they had to wait until he was six months, six weeks old and they couldn't do it any earlier. So because they had to wait, it was a very dangerous time for us because he had a ureter that was just pooling with liquid and it could become infected at any time. So every night we would put him to bed in his crib and we had a little tiny New Testament that we would open up and we would put it on his stomach and we would say a prayer for him every night. And we would just lay this little Bible on top of his tummy and put him to sleep. So one day, just before he had the operation, I was holding him in the living room and um, I was just cradling him. And all of a sudden he looked up at me and there were like, it was like um, we were surrounded by a beam of white light that was incredibly pure. And out of his face shone the face of um, a man. Like, um, it was almost like a grandfather's face looking up at me. But yet I felt like I was an infant and I was being looked down on by the face of a father if that makes sense. And he just smiled the most incredible, like mature kind of grandfather look. It was almost like the face of God surrounded by this incredible shining light that was encompassing the both of us. And then it just started to fade away and it dissipated like very, very quickly. The way that you wake up in a dream dissipates. But we were meanwhile just sitting in the living room. And, um, and I just felt at that point that he would be okay. And I knew that we had been praying and praying for him and he was going to have his operation a few days later. And it was just like this sense of peace came over us right away. And I knew that he would be all right. And I don't really understand what that was exactly, but it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And that was in my waking my waking hours, yeah. just to see that light shining hmm. and to see this face looking at me that was unrecognizable, but beautiful and comforting hmm. and just smiling at me. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool, eh? Yeah. And everything did work out perfectly. Everything worked out really well. Yeah. All good. He actually almost died that night, um, the night of his really? operation. They, uh, his face started swelling and it started swelling more and more and more. And his face was very large. And I told the nurse, his face is swelling and it got so large. And then they had a team of about eight doctors in his room in the middle of the night, all around his bed. And they were trying to figure out what was wrong with him. And nobody knew what was wrong. And I could tell they were worried because the nurse was asking me questions that were, just questions that were trying to distract me, like, how many kids do you have? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any kids at home? What are their names? And she was just, like, trying to distract me so I wouldn't look at what the doctors were doing or what they were talking about. And then right. the next day, a different nurse came in or something, and she said, oh, I heard they were really worried about your little guy last night. They thought they were going to lose him. And they were saying, I was so glad when I came in this morning and heard that he was okay. Yeah. They mm -hmm. thought that he, that they were going to lose him, but the um, the whole time that he was in the hospital, 
I stayed in his room and I prayed and I prayed and and read my Bible as much as I could and prayed over him, prayed and put laid my hands on everything in the room, prayed over the doorposts, prayed through the hospital. And um, yeah, I just was really asking God to take care of him and to protect him. And so then he was like our little Billy Graham. We called him Graham. And we used to say when he was a little kid, he was like our little Billy Graham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He used okay. to want to be a pastor. Do you remember whenever a bird would die or anything? Oh, man. He would I say, I'm oh, the pastor yeah. now. I'm going to do the funeral. And you guys would all like kids in the neighborhood dress up. And you guys go and bury the bird in the yard and stuff like that. Every animal Just imaginable. bring them to Pastor Graham. Oh, yeah. That's oh, funny. Yeah. I remember having a lot of funerals. Yeah? For animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly yours. Yeah. You, you would have thought you would take better care of your pets. Hey, guess what? It's time to wrap up. And. Sorry, I didn't guess at all. That was that's my bad. We have someone coming to the door right now. So I am going to unlock the door and then I'm going to say goodbye. So one second. <laughs> yeah, this is a little unconventional. <laughs> yeah, so how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing all right. We're just ending. Here we go. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your king. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. Wow. That was all very live. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye for now.